0: My car is literally about to die. I picked it up today. It, it, yeah, my, yeah, my vehicle that I drive all the time, my van. Yeah, the van. Yeah, I drove it. Okay. So I picked it up today. It currently runs like I can drive it somewhere. Okay. But it, it, it's been three times in the last two months. It it hasn't started. I've had to get a towed. I got a new starter. And, uh, literally, he's like, dude, I don't even like, I, I don't know what to tell you about this car. Like, it's just, it's done, right? Yeah, oh, yeah, saw saw my story. Okay, so I took it to another place today when I was done. I got an oil change. The guy comes in, and he's like, your car is done, bro. <laughs> That's literally what he said to me. I'm like, yeah, I, I know. So I have to look for a new car. So here's the deal. What? It, it basically is. So my car is basically the church van. So, guys, everybody get ready to say goodbye. You want to get one more selfie with it before I you know, have to drive it into the ocean or something. So, he, now, he, here's why I'm sharing this, though. okay? I'm being really raw right now. Here's what's going on. A lot of times at youth group, I, like, I'll open with, like, a story or something that, like, you know, maybe it happened to me in middle school or happened to me in high school. And I'll, like, talk about a story that, like, oh, maybe I learned something about it, and it has to kind of, you know, like, do with the topic. It'll be a lot of times I'll think about, oh, when I was your guy's age or something, Right? Now, I'm telling you about my car because this isn't like a, a finished story that I like learned from, like just for some kind of cool talk. Like literally, I'm in the middle of a story right now. like if I was preaching this Sunday, I wouldn't share this story because i'm I'm actually like currently dealing with the topic that we're going to talk about, and we're talking about you know our series is about subject to change and here's the whole deal so this past year i I spent twenty six hundred dollars fixing my car last year. Since 2019 has started, I've already spent $500 on my car. I don't know if that means anything to you. That's a lot of money for me to just dump it to a vehicle. It's like over $3,000. So, you know, me, I'm getting a little anxiety over this. And now I have to buy a new car. I I have to go car shopping. Like, I I don't even like sneaker shopping. So, like, car shopping, I don't want to do. And here's the whole deal. Here's why I'm bringing this up. It's because I realized that I have a choice on how I view this situation. I have a choice. I could view this as, like, a headache as an expense, something I don't want to do. This is ridiculous. This isn't fair. I shouldn't have to deal with this. Or I can view it differently. I can view it like, well, maybe this is something that God's doing in my life right now. Maybe God is trying to see how much I'm willing to trust him right now. Even though it's expensive and inconvenient and I got to get a ride and this isn't easy for me at all, maybe God is trying to grow me right now. And I'm in the middle of that I'm telling you guys this as I'm like telling my own wife this like it's like literally I'm in the middle of this and again it's because what we talk about at youth group I really believe like like what we talk about is important it's it, I really think that this will help you where you are in your life and so maybe you guys aren't dealing with like a car right now but maybe you're dealing with something else maybe in school there's a change that you're dealing with maybe you got to just change your grade and you know that means you got to study you got to play less video games but then that means like you're not gonna talk to your friends as much and it's like a change you got to make. Maybe it's something else. Maybe it's, uh, you know, maybe you're on a sports team. Maybe, uh, you know, you play basketball. Maybe some of you guys, you're on a team right now and you've got to put in the time. You've got to practice. And so it's a change, you know, you've been needing to make. You haven't done it. Maybe it's more serious. Maybe it's a friendship. Maybe there's somebody that you talk to all the time that at the end of the day, you just know is not a good person for you to talk to. Maybe you've been friends with them for a long time. Maybe you've only been friends with them for a short amount of time, but you know, you know what? I have to make a change. Like. They shouldn't be in my life. They're, they're not good for me. Maybe it's the way that you act. Uh, let's, we'll talk because we're going to do small groups and we'll kind of talk this out actually. We're going to talk about some of what I'm talking about. Maybe it's even the way that you talk about other people. Maybe like you're the class clown and you're really smart and you're really fast with your comebacks, but you realize that your quick mouth can also hurt other people and you don't actually want to be known for that. We, no matter what it is, whether it's a car like me or whether it's one of those situations I named or something else I didn't name, we all have a change that we're facing. But here's kind of the idea that we're talking about. I want you to look at the screen. Here's kind of, maybe you've seen this before. I got a couple of different pictures. <clears throat> um, So tell me what you see. I got a couple, I, I got like, let's just do like two maybe. Like that first one, it's, um, it's a woman you don't know talk about. Do you know which one that is? It's a woman. Yeah, here it is. Okay, so tell me, What is this? This is a woman. Okay, it's a picture of a woman. Now you've probably seen this before. What do you see? Is this somebody? Just tell me what you see, Greg. Tell me what you see right now. Um, a woman looking into. I don't know what she's looking into. Just the abyss. Okay, so she's she's looking like behind. Like that's what you see. Okay, she's got a fur coat on. Now what do you see, Harry? What I see is a woman with a weird headdress on looking behind her as she's walking forward. Okay, so you see actually the same one. Now, Emily, do you see something different? I see both things. Okay. I see the girl kind of looking at us with the side of her face and the girl looking at the behind her. Yeah, so check this out, okay? If you don't see, there's, there's a young woman and there's an old woman in this picture. Check it out. It's the same exact image. The young woman, you see this? This is her neck. uh, This is like her jaw right here. That's her eyelash. She's like looking in the picture. But if you zoom out, see this? Now this is like, oh, this would be like her necklace. That's the young woman, the old woman. This is actually her mouth. There's her mouth. That's her nose. And she's looking down. Do you see it? Do you see the old woman? Who sees the old woman? Let me see you. Yeah, yeah. See, those are her eyes. There's an old woman. Like the, the young woman, her ear, that's the old woman's eye. Do you see it? Yeah, it's crazy. All right, we'll do one more. One more. Just pick. Just pick another one on there. Whatever you got. One more. All right. What do you see here? You see it? What do you see? Who's? (laughs) You're not supposed to see potato. You're supposed to see either a duck. Who sees a duck? Who sees a duck? All right. Who sees a bunny? Who sees both? Who sees neither? Tito Tito cannot wrap his mind around it. Yeah. The bunny is a little hard for me, but I do see it. Okay. All right, so here's the point of these pictures, okay? Here's why I'm showing this to you. The same exact image, you could see two different things. It depends on your perspective. And that's what we're talking about today. We all have something that we need to change. And sometimes change can be good, But we can fear change. And here's one of the things that you guys may talk about. I think there's different reasons that we fear change. Um, But we'll just move on. So here's what we want to do. I want to continue. We're reading through the story of Joseph. Can anybody remember something about Joseph's life? Have you been here at all for it? Tell me about Joseph. He was a slave and his brother sold him to the Egyptians. And then last week we talked about how He was in great favor with the Egyptian pharaoh or whatever, the master. And then the master's wife wanted to do some questionable things with him. And he kept saying no because it was shameful because she was married. Eventually, she told the master that he was trying to rape her. And then he got sent to the jail. And then he got in good favor with the jail person. Dude, that's pretty pretty accurate summary that's that's where we've been so far joseph he was his dad's favorite he gets that coat of many colors he gets a beautiful robe sold into slavery by his own brothers but then he has favor with his master his master's wife wants to sleep with him he says no yeah so so he goes to prison because, yeah, it's for attempted rape, even though he didn't actually try to do that. I know. The Bible's crazy, man. It's, the Bible's real life. So Joseph is in prison, right, and there's two prisoners in there. They have dreams, and we know Joseph's got some history with dreams, like, right? You remember, he used to have dreams as a kid, and he was like, oh, I'm going to be the best. So he interprets their dreams. They both come true. One of them, it's the uh, Pharaoh's baker. He dies. And then another one is the Pharaoh's cupbearer, and he, he lives, and he goes to be a cupbearer again. and a cupbearer back then, it was literally like you just tasted the king's food to make sure it wasn't poisoned, so like if it was poisoned, you would die instead of the king. <laughs> that was your job. So yeah, well, then you're I guess that could happen, but that's why they had a job, so you didn't that's, you didn't do that. It's treason, that's right. So what happens is Joseph is in prison. The cupbearer goes back to his original job, but he forgets about Joseph. That's what it says. And it's two years that Joseph's in prison totally forgotten about but then pharaoh two years later has some dreams and nobody can interpret it and the cupbearer remembers wait a minute when i back when i was in prison there was a guy named joseph he interpreted my dream and it came true and so we're going to pick up the story here's what it says in genesis chapter 41 verse 14 all right that's a great song but now now let's listen let's listen to the story here we go pharaoh sent for joseph at once and was quickly brought in from the prison. After he shaved and changed his clothes, he went in and stood before Pharaoh. Then Pharaoh said to Joseph, I had a dream last night, and no one here can tell me what it means, but I've heard when you hear a dream, you can interpret it. It is beyond my power to do this, Joseph replied, but God can tell you what it means and set you at ease. So before we move on, who did Joseph say can can do it? God. So Joseph's perspective seems to have shifted a little bit. He says that God is the one who could do it. He understands that even though his life has changed, God has actually been moving in the background. And now Joseph is giving credit to God. So Pharaoh tells him his dream, it has to do with like, we'll just skip it. It's like seven uh, healthy cows and then there's like seven sickly cows and they eat the healthy cows and then they're still sick. It's like really weird. Then he has a second dream and it's like seven healthy uh, ears of grain and then seven like withered, disgusting ears of grain, and they eat the healthy ones, and that's it. And Pharaoh's like, WTF? I don't understand what's going on. So that's what happens. So um, here's Joseph's interpretation of the dream. This will happen just as I've described it, for God has revealed to Pharaoh in advance what he's about to do. The next seven years will be a period of great prosperity through the land of Egypt, but afterwards there will be seven years of famine, so great that all the prosperity will be forgotten in Egypt. Famine will destroy the land. This famine will be so severe, even the memory of the good years will be erased. As for having two similar dreams, it means that these events will be decreed by God and he will soon make them happen. So who is who's Joseph crediting for the interpretation? Who is it? God. Who is Joseph crediting for the dream's origin? Hmm. God, right? He says it's, it's coming from God. God's actually talking to you. And uh, who is Joseph saying is orchestrating or controlling all of the events? It's the same answer. Yeah, God. Yeah. He's saying, oh, God is, is the one who's going to do this. So you want complicated questions? We're going to get to small Don't worry. They're open-ended. So yeah, the, that means there's many answers. So, okay. Well, the point is, though, this. <clears throat> It seems like Joseph has learned a lot. Joseph went, remember, he was like this snotty kid. He like had these dreams from God and he's like, yo, like I'm going to be better than everyone else because God, I had a dream from God. But now he like he went to prison, and now he's telling Pharaoh. He's like, "Look, dude, it's not me. It's God. All I can tell you is like God is the one who moves in the background." Our walkway point from week one was life changes, God doesn't. Our walkway point from last week was that no matter what, God is with you. These are life lessons that Joseph had learned, and now he's imparting it to Pharaoh. And so here's uh, he suggests to Pharaoh, "Hey, man, you probably want to pick somebody who's like really smart, and he can like you guys can save some food for the good seven years, so that for the bad seven years, you'll have enough food." And have some guards over it because, you know, you don't want people stealing it. And here's what Pharaoh says. Here's what happens. Verse 37, we'll finish the story for tonight. Joseph's suggestions were well-received by Pharaoh and his officials. So Pharaoh asked his officials, can we find anyone else like this man so obviously filled with the spirit of God? Then Pharaoh said to Joseph, since God has revealed the meaning of the dreams to you, clearly no one else is as intelligent or as wise as you are. You will be in charge of my court and all my people will take orders from you. Only I, sitting on my throne, will have a higher rank than yours. Wow. Wow. So Joseph's life, the name of our series is Subject to Change. That is Joseph's life. He starts, he's the favorite youngest son of his dad, gets sold into slavery by his own brothers. He's in prison for doing the right thing. Now he's before Pharaoh, and Pharaoh's like, oh, guess what? You're the vice president of Egypt now, except he, that's, it's way better than being vice president because he's got way more power. <laughs> like, like, he just goes skyrockets from prison, like the dumps, all the way up to the top. Wow, talk about subject to change. Talk about your life changing. And, you know, maybe he, Pharaoh, it's interesting to me that Pharaoh— was able to recognize, man, God's spirit is with this guy. Just like, if you remember last week, Potiphar recognized that uh, God's spirit was with Pharaoh. And it's the same thing for you. Maybe sometimes making a change, or we can be afraid to be different, maybe different from our friends. Or like maybe you're like, man, I know I have to get it together, like what I'm talking about, how I talk about other people. I know sometimes I use words that are wrong. But, man, if I get it together, people are going to say, whoa, what are you doing? Why are you trying to act different? Like, what are you trying to judge me or something? Like, and you could be like, I don't want them to think I'm judgmental. But that's the thing. When God's spirit is in you, people are going to recognize it. People are going to notice that you're different just like they noticed something was different about Joseph every single place that he went people noticed that God was with him. And here's, to me, like the, the thing I kind of, I feel like that's important for tonight in this section of Joseph's story. It's not over yet. But Joseph's story, yeah, pizza's coming, don't worry. Joseph's story is one of preparation. Joseph's experiences prepared him for this moment. Even though he had no idea, wow, oh my gosh, he's sold into slavery. Oh my gosh, he's a slave in Egypt. Oh my gosh, now he's in prison and he's, he's trying to do the right thing. All of these things Prepared him for the moment in front of Pharaoh. When he was in front of Pharaoh, he knew exactly what to say. Dude, it's God, it's not me. It's God who's the one who's in control of everything. It's God, not me. Joseph was able to recognize that every change in his life was because of God. Here's the last verse I want to read, and then and we'll wrap up. And I know we got pizza, we got small group and everything. So just give me, give me these last two or three minutes. There's a verse in the New Testament, it's in, the, in the, a letter written by James. James was the half-brother of Jesus. So can you imagine, like, James didn't really believe Jesus was God because he's like, we shared a bedroom together and, like, you're my brother. But then after Jesus was resurrected from the de- dead, James was like, okay, I think I believe that now. <laughs> and so James became a Christian. James was a prominent leader. Here's what he writes to some Christians in a church. Dear brothers and sisters, when troubles of any kind come your way, consider it an opportunity for great joy. Anytime a trouble comes your way, consider it an opportunity for great joy. That sounds really weird, but here's what he keeps saying. For you know that when your faith is tested, your endurance has a chance to grow. Endurance. I mean, endurance sounds like athletics, sounds like basketball, right? Like you, you know, you work out and then your endurance goes up. It's like you build a muscle. Well, he's saying the same thing about our life and he's saying the same thing about our faith. When we have an opportunity that seems like it's painful, when there's a change that comes our way that we don't want to deal with, he's like, hey, you know what, though? View it like an opportunity because actually it's like you're building a muscle. Actually, it's like maybe God is trying to do something in your life and he's trying to make you stronger, so let your, uh, let, it, let your endurance grow for when your endurance is fully developed, you will be perfect and complete, needing nothing. It's like, man, you've worked out. It's like practice makes perfect. Like the more change that comes into my life that I don't want to deal with. I feel like this is unfair. I feel like it's uncomfortable. I feel like why should I have to drop a couple thousand dollars in my car just for it to be dead a couple months later? Like, man, that's not fair. I don't want to deal with this. It can feel that way. He says, man, maybe it's because God is trying to do something in your life. It's all about your perspective. Here's the walkway point for tonight. Here's kind of how we can summarize it. God can change the way that you see change. God can change the way you see change. Man, when change comes, it can feel uncomfortable. It can feel like it's not fair. It can feel like I don't want to deal with this. It can feel like I'm afraid to make a change. I'm afraid to fail. I'm afraid somebody's going to judge me. But man, he's saying, no, God can change the way you can see change. Who knows? Maybe God is trying to build something in you right now, just like he was doing in Joseph's life. Man, maybe he's preparing you for something right now. So don't be upset when change comes your way, but instead view it like it's an opportunity to grow. God can change change the way you see change. And so that's your walkaway point for tonight. That's what I want you to focus on. So we're going to split into small groups. I'll get you guys some pizza after you get to your small groups and stuff, okay? But I want you to kind of start, already start talking about it. I think, I think we're going to have some good discussion tonight, but I really believe that God can change the way you see change. So let me pray, and we'll go to small groups. God, thank you so much for tonight. Thank you uh, for us being able to get together and have some fun tonight, Lord God. And Help us, Lord. Help the truth of what we talked about today to sink in, God. Man, think about Joseph's story, Lord. How crazy, how subject to change his life was. How it went up to down, to down, to down, to down. And then all the way back up, man, his life kept changing. And we're not even done. God, it's nuts, all the things that were going on in his life. And God, maybe we could feel the same way, man. I was I was being honest, talking about my car right now. Some of us are facing change, God, at home with our parents, with siblings, or maybe at school with friends or with teachers or in a classroom or on our sports team. God, all of us are facing some kind of change, and it can be tough to deal with, Lord, but help us to remember the truth that we read in your word today, God, that you can change the way we see change, that maybe it's actually an opportunity for us to grow. Maybe you're trying to make us into somebody, God, just like you were doing in Joseph's life, Lord. Maybe you're trying to do the same thing in our life, Lord. So help us to change the way that we see change, Lord. Be with us the rest of tonight in your name. Amen.